Hello everyone, we're thinking again about Psalm 39 and this is our third visit to that psalm and I just want to read the first four verses. To the chief musician upon Jeduthun, a psalm of David. I said I will take heed to my ways, that I sin not with my tongue. I will keep my mouth with a bridle, while the wicked is before me. I was dumb with silence, I held my peace, even from good, and my sorrow was stirred. My heart was hot within me while I was meditating, the fire burned. Then I spoke with my tongue, Lord, make me know my end, and the measure of my days, what it is, that I may know how frail I am. Here's a man who is clearly under pressure and sadness. For whatever reason, <clears throat> that is, it isn't revealed in the psalm. However, we've concluded by what he's subsequently written that he's aware that God is dealing with him and that is possibly in discipline. Sometimes it's very obvious what has gone on in the psalmists' lives that has caused them to write in the way they do, but not here. And I believe that's exactly what the Spirit of God intended. If we were to know exactly what had precipitated these feelings in David's heart, we would perhaps be able to say, well, that doesn't have any bearing on my life. I've never done that or been there. As a result, then, of the absence of the reason why, we can therefore apply it to ourselves and benefit from what is written. Incidentally, it's important for us to understand, if we don't already, that all Scripture is for us. It isn't necessarily to us or about us, but we can be certain that we can derive great benefits from seeking to understand what God is saying through his holy word as we apply it to our own circumstances and to our own lives. We notice that David was careful not to open his heart and complain about whatever it was that was troubling him to those or even in the presence of those who had no knowledge of God or indeed had any desire to know him. I think some listeners misunderstood what I meant in my previous reference to this statement of David's about keeping his mouth. I wasn't suggesting that we shouldn't share our situation and sorrows with other Christians. If that were true, then they may not have the opportunity to fulfil what the Scripture instructs to bear one another's burdens. No, my thought was rather twofold. Number one, we should be careful as already said, not to complain about what God is permitting in our lives to those who have never tasted and seen how good and gracious our God is. And number two, it might be a wise thing to spend time meditating about our situation and considering what lessons God has intended us to learn before sharing our situation with anyone, and maybe even before presenting our case and opening our hearts in prayer to God. I was thinking of a practical illustration of someone who did exactly the opposite to what I've just suggested we should do. I'm thinking of Joshua. The children of Israel have just come out of the desert, over the River Jordan, and have had a great victory at Jericho. You remember the, the story of Jericho and how the walls fell down into the ground. And then they've had a massive defeat at Ai, a little town with a small army and few people. Why was that? Because of a spirit of self-reliance, self-sufficiency, and, of course, because of sin in the camp. Number one, they considered one victory would guarantee another. 
especially a smaller issue than the previous one. So as a result, God's guidance and instruction wasn't sought. That's always a big mistake. We need to seek the Lord's guidance and wisdom about everything, whether it's large or small. Number two, because Joshua had allowed human logic to determine their actions, he failed to understand that defeat was inevitable because God had seen something that Joshua wasn't aware of. There was serious sin in the camp of the Israelites. This will always bring defeat in our lives too and affect our service for God and that of those with whom we are linked in his service. Scripture says, be sure your sin will find you out. And it was definitely find out, found out here and defeat was the result. One man's sin and the defeat of the whole army. I might add, what is it that is causing so much defeat among God's people today? Do we know? Have we meditated upon it? Have we thought about it? So what did Joshua do? <clears throat> he fell on his face before God in prayer. And God told him to stop praying and get back on his feet and deal with the issue. It's not often that God tells anyone to stop praying and to get up off their knees. The exception is when we know what to do and are praying instead of doing what we've been told. I honestly believe this is where many churches are right now. They pray for blessing, but there are matters that are clearly out of order and need to be dealt with. What am I trying to say? What I'm trying to say is that Joshua had stopped, if he'd stopped, sorry, and meditated about what had happened, he would have come to a conclusion that it was for a twofold reason spoken about that I've just spoken about, and defeat was inevitable. Why? Because God had warned him and the people explicitly about the outcome of disobedience regarding the very sin that had now been committed. With regard to the sin referred to, God said it would both bring judgment on the person that, did, that committed it and on the whole camp of Israel. After the humiliating defeat, if Joshua had been wise, he would have done what David did in this psalm. Firstly, meditate upon what had taken place and why, and only then to come into God's presence, not asking why, but with contrition and prayers of humility and confession. There's a massive lesson for us to learn, each of us Christians, in this. And indeed, the churches we may be part of. We don't live to ourselves, you see, and what we do and how we behave affects our own lives, our family lives, and our church life, and its effectiveness for God. To finish the story about Joshua, he follows God's instructions, firstly in revealing and exposing the sin in the camp and dealing with it, and then follows his instructions about AI. They then gain the victory that had previously been and overwhelming defeat. In light of all this, perhaps we ought to be like David in Psalm 139. We're thinking of Psalm, sorry, Psalm 39, and this is what David says in Psalm 139. This is what he says, Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me, and know my thoughts, and see if there be any wicked way in me, and lead me in the way everlasting. God bless 
his searching word to your heart and mind today and consider these things in our own personal lives. And those of us who are Christians and associated with local churches, what goes on in those too? God bless his word to you.